Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you haven't heard part one yet, it's on your feed. It's available now. I promised you a part two and I was not lying. Here it is. I know that one of your things is that your work as an artist is often fueled by rage. And I wondered, what's getting you angry at the moment? <sighs> I mean, what isn't? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I think we're living in like really volatile times. Mm. I think, you know, sometimes I like scroll the internet okay, I am doom scrolling here. You know, I'm seeing prolific trans activists, friends being attacked physically, digitally, in real, like, strategic takedowns just because they say, I'm a woman. Mm. I mean, it's a very bizarre time to be living in. Mm. And my faith in democracy has really been tested by those who are sitting in power in the UK at the moment. My anger is really placed with with that, with mm. with knowing that I'm being lied to, knowing that we're being lied to, knowing that we are being told everything's okay. Yeah. When... Some of the communities that I'm working with, some of the environments I'm working in, I can see it's really not. And Mm. I can see the direct link. And as an artist that's worked in difficult, challenging, beautiful, kind, caring, but deprived communities for a very long time, I can see the effects that their mismanagement and their judgment and their judgments have on everyday people's lives and on Mm. their mental health and on the fact that me and mine are dying 10 years earlier than we should do. Mm. And so that does fuel rage. I think sometimes it's really hard online to not feel like you want everybody to be fighting for everything all of the time. I start to get angry because I'm like, why is no one talking about this thing? Yeah. But of course, like, people only have the capacity to talk about things to a certain extent. And um, I think a, a mutual friend of ours, Monroe Bergdorf, yes. spoke about, I don't have the capacity at the moment to be representing, holding and looking after other groups. And I am definitely putting my own mask on first. And that's an analogy that I always use where, you know, on the plane, they always say, put your own mask on first before you start helping others. And I think Mm. that's a mantra to live through in life. Mm. You know, you have to make sure that you're able to move forward securely before you start to do that for other people. But also in in a global interconnected world where oh you know if you turn on the news at 10 p.m you are made aware of what is going on 
in a planet with six billion people on it. Is it six billion? Mm. Imagine the amount of injustices at any given minute. Plus, like if we're talking about Monroe, you know, uh, she speaks for a specific community as well. Like that's a lifetime's work, let alone getting involved in what's going on four miles down the road from your house, 20 miles, 100 miles, 400 miles. You know, it's how do you do that? And because, I mean, the one thing I was going to ask you is like, do you consider yourself activist or artist or both or one or t'other? I think people call me an activist and I think that's I think that's something you should be bestowed with and not something that is your identity. Mm-hmm. I think most of the activists who I know who do the work, who are community building, are call themselves community leaders. Mm-hmm. I think we have come to a point where you can put activists in your bio because you have an opinion of something. <laughs> oh, I'm an activist because I did a story about poor mm. people. And it's mm. like, oh no, that's kind of not good enough, hun. Like, mm. get yourself down to the Trussell Trust and like, get um putting out some you know, food parcels and emergency packages for people. And then maybe I might be able to call your community leader. Um, but I do think it's become, it's become a, a, a capital. It's become a thing that brands look for in influencers. And so everybody's an ambassador or they're a founder. I'm the founder of, I love my body and you should love your body too.org. Mm. And mm. I think, is this just a platitude? Is this about the furtherment of an individual? Yes, mm. I think it is. Do mm. I think this is for the benefit of everybody else? Mm, I'm sceptical of it. Do other people take good things from the work? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so to answer your question, I think I'm just an artist and I'm all right with that. I'm mm. mouthy, I'm gobby. My work is largely placed in talking about class inequality, social inequality, you know, fatness, you know, politics, what it is to be an outsider, what it is to be a nutter, a mental. Mm. And I'll say that I mean, at a publication, they asked me, oh, could you submit something about mental health? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And within it, I called myself a nutter. And they were like, oh, I don't think you can use that language. I was like, I am telling you what I am. <laughs> like, you know, but you can't tell me like, oh, can you write about your mental health? But can you just use the language that we like? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think, yeah, I think some people do think of me as an activist. I think I haven't earned, earned that. I don't think I've done enough for other people to um, call myself that or consider myself that. Yeah. Well, it's a lifetime's work, isn't it? So, you know, there's you're you're doing a lot of good and I think you're you're doing a lot of good in a in a in a lot of different areas and I think w- one thing I love about you is that you sort of you swing like this between a moment of polemicism is that the right word? To suddenly I'm having to talk about what I got in my meal deal for lunch and then I'm back <laughs> over here and I'm... Blah, 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 you know, and it goes between the two, which I, I is my favourite thing in the world because I think real life is they are all a mix. And I am, you know, uh, I don't know, I'm sitting here eating a sandwich that was probably flown in from somewhere that is absolutely terrible but at the same time it's what i had to get from down the road while i'm also writing an update on how i'm trying to solve this thing online you know what i mean like it's it's a myth this is what it's called incompleteness okay and this is what i really want people to acknowledge is that it's really difficult within the systems 
and with what's available to us to be complete. And I think uh, influencers and people who call themselves activists like to sell us this idea that they are these fully formed, rounded human beings that care about equality. And on the next slide, it's an ad break for Coca-Cola. And I just want us to acknowledge, particularly within the community, when we are taking money from conglomerates, all of these groups that contribute, I want to hold them accountable to say, why are you doing this? And why does it need to be public? Mm. Can you give your money without your recognition? Because Mm. I think then you start to see who is in this game for the right reasons. Mm. But incompleteness is this idea of us all acknowledging that, yes, we can say we believe in equality. We can say that we would like better workers' rights for people. But the technology in which we are telling this on to people, the technology we are distributing this by, isn't complete in itself. And we've Mm. bought it and we buy into it and we endorse it. And the Mm. platforms of which we put it upon. And that's okay. But as long as we acknowledge that and think, is there another way? Could we hold these people accountable? Could we talk about this in a different way and I think we are starting to see that I think we are at this point where our languages and our knowledges have become sophisticated enough that we can start to criticize uh, Mm. the way in which we act and behave digitally whereas beforehand I think it was a bit wishy-washy but yeah it's, it's a pet peeve of mine that great people that I love and know um take money from the devil (laughs) Mm. <laughs> you know, and they're yeah. not taking like soft money. They're mm. taking big money from conglomerates that have got absolutely shocking histories mm. for workers' rights, modern slavery, you know. But because in the old days, remember swipe up, you know, because that costs. Swipe remember up. swiping up? Yeah, I do. That was a thing, were, wasn't it? Those were the days, weren't they? <laughs> I remember when this was Simpler all fields. Times. Simpler times. Um, I wanted to ask you about uh, moving to Manchester and what made you do that move? And I want to talk about queer creativity in Manchester and queerness in Manchester and all of that. Why move to Manchester? Well, basically, people in the north are nicer people. Mm. (laughs) I remember you doing stories when you'd first moved, just saying, I'm having the loveliest time. Um, Honestly, it is lovely. But I tell you what, there is this misconception that people down south are not nice people. And I just want to put it on the record that actually, it's just because we're not nosy. People up north are so nosy. They want to know, like, what did, what, you, what did you eat for dinner last night? Do you have chips or beans with it? What's your cousin doing on Wednesday? Back off! I've got <laughs> things to do. You know, they finish work up here about half past two in the afternoon. <laughs> They've got it I mean? right. Yeah. They do have it right, exactly. So I think what I love about Manchester, I've been working in the city for about 15 years mm-hmm. with various organisations doing tours, projects and shows, and it's always been that place that I love. As a person who, like, travels and, well, back in the old days, I used to tour... Swipe up if you want tickets. (laughs) (laughs) We used to um, do this touring malarkey. And um, Manchester always felt like, oh, this always feels safe. It feels lovely. People are nice. 
The audience was, was like just adorable. And I remember when I first came into the city, this queer commune, um, they threw a potluck dinner for me. I didn't know what potluck dinner was. Basically, everyone brings a thing. Oh, right. That's okay. called a potluck dinner. And so then you end up with this massive banquet. And I was like, oh, what are you doing this for? And they're like, oh, just to welcome you to the city. Oh. And I think... I had a really beautiful experience like that in Sydney as well, where I went to this queer house and they, vegans turn your ears away now, they'd slaughtered one of their chickens for me and I was allowed to sit at the top of the table. And I just remember thinking, I don't think I've ever experienced queer generosity like this in London. That isn't to say that it didn't exist, but I just didn't find it. It just wasn't available to me at that time. Mm. And something which I love about Manchester is... It's size means that people get on with things. They're like, okay, let's DIY it. Let's us put it on. Let us put it, let's us make a space. And so I now exist in a city where I'm accepted as part of the texture, the tapestry of the city. I have a studio in a queer studio building in Salford. People help each other out. People are really up for trying things and doing things. Um, and there's also some really nice, fancy, natural wine places. So I really like it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I love Manchester because it is like, it feels like a, not that it has to feel like anywhere else for it to be better, but like, it feels like a very, very mini New York. Like the architecture is like crazy, big, tall buildings. And it's, I, um, and I love that you can just have a gas with anyone who's standing around. It's the best. And we went for breakfast at that... What's that hotel where all the footballers stay? As if I would know. As if I would know where even all the... We, I, honestly, even we would know. Um, where all the footballers stay? Oh, the Midland. Fancy. No, it's on the river. It's on... You walk on, over a bridge, a bit of water. You walk over a bridge, a bit of water. The Lowry? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Anyway, They're always we'll there. They're all there all the time. All of them. All the footballers. All all footballers are they just are, always there. Well, the, yeah, I don't know what they're doing there. Um, shouldn't they be playing football? Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I love it. And it's, you know, because everyone says, oh, queer scene is Canal Street. Is that, is there, a, I imagine there probably are way other, loads more other interesting areas popping up as well. Yes and no. And mm-hmm. also, if I was to tell you where the queer scene was, I mm. I would be mis, uh, miscommunicated, uncommunicated, something to do with communication. <laughs> stop! They'll stop talking to me. Is what I'm saying. Really, oh, people are really precious about queerness. Really precious because they've seen how Canal Street is wonderful. It's amazing. It has a place within all of our hearts, but. It is populated with a lot of Hindus and with mm. straight people who are there sort of for a Disney park-themed version of something that they've watched on RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. And so it means being there because often those groups of people come with their partners who are very like, I feel uncomfortable being in this space and so their backs are up and it can sometimes tip the balance of it feeling like a safe space. Mm-hmm. It can. Mm. And that isn't me saying that I need to police all spaces and no heterosexual people are allowed in. But it does create an atmosphere which is more like a straight pub in which I don't ever feel safe in because the potential of drunk men frightens me 
because of my past, my history. I grew mm. up on an estate with really beautiful, kind, caring, but very violent, uh, articulate, articulate, as I'm not being now, <laughs> violently articulate men through alcohol. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to be in those spaces. Mm. So... Us queers, we tend to find other quieter places where, mm. you know, we put on a DIY rave or, you know, we just do other things. We congregate in different ways. Mm. And those are in different parts of the city that are fab. And I'm yeah. not going to... If you come to Manchester, I'll take you out for a lovely time, but we'll have to yes. blindfold you in the car so you don't know where you're going. <laughs> you can take me to a potluck dinner. I know it. Um, I... <laughs> But if people, for people who want to know, because but the reason I asked that question is I, um, one of the things we try and do with this podcast is connect people outside, you know, the cities and mm. obviously Manchester's one of them, but you know, like, how do we, how do we all join together? So, you know, if they message you, will you tell them some bits? Absolutely. I mean, there are some major club brands here that people will already know about. Things like Homo Block, Homo Electric, mm. Bollocks. Um, you know, if also people can slide in my DMs and tell me, you know, I've got a, one of those things saved on my maps. I won't tell you the name of the company because, you know, everyone always says the word Google anyway. Um, <laughs> I've got a saved list where I send to people, which is just full of like places that I find to be oh, like nice places to work or like independent cafes. And, you know, I'm such a big f- supporter of, you know, I was sober for four years mm-hmm. and such a big supporter of us not always centering, having a good time being in a place that's a bar. Like yeah. there's some amazing coffee shops here that are run by some really amazing, beautiful people. We've got bookshops, we've got the LGBT foundation. Like mm. I shouldn't really be the voice of Manchester because I haven't earned my stripes here enough but Mm. I'm an advocate for how Manchester can transform your life you know I've never I've been very lucky and of course I own very many privileges that allow me to say the statement but I've never felt like being queer is dangerous to me in this city And that is very much coming from a place of living in the city centre and it comes with all the caveats that I just mentioned but because of Canal Street, because there is a section of this city called the Gay Village, you know, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. because some of the greatest exports from Manchester and, and pop culture have been gay or queer, that it, it does colour the city in yes. the same way that I think people experience the same in Brighton. Mm. Um, Manchester, for me, it's a bit gritty. People are a bit bullshit. Everyone's really happy to see you. But... I feel like I can be myself here. I feel mm. like I can stretch my legs here and work out who it is that I'm going to be in the next five years. And that's really special because that's not afforded to us all. Um, and it's not afforded to us throughout our lives. But So when you have it, I think you really have to hold on to it. Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm pleased it's going well. And when I do come up, because I'm sure I have a reason to come up, you can bundle me in a car... <laughs> You'll be paid for this for action like that, lovely. <laughs> Just send the invoice to hello at Homo Sapiens Podcast. <laughs> uh, 
And where are you at with the whole... We spoke about it last time we spoke, actually. But, you know, one of the things you say is, like, I post topless pictures of myself on my Instagram and that's what I do. And, you know, do you feel like you are part of any kind of body related movement i'm i'm edging around the world body positivity <laughs> lovely beautifully done hun well why do i post topless pictures of me on the internet it's it's a public service dear give the public <laughs> what they want if they need it if they want it ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. They deserve it. I Mm -hmm. am a vessel for the public. Um, I think my relationship with body positivity has always been one where I'm like, I'm glad you sort of exist, but you all are just promoting expensive bath bombs and (laughs) if you light this candle you are gonna be happy and i'm like that's a lie (laughs) and you know it's a lie and so if i see a lie i'm like stop lying if you wear these very expensive dungarees (laughs) that come in your size you are gonna be happy no i'm not lucy no thanks lovely I don't think that is the true. Mm. So I think my relationship with it is like, it's just good capitalism. And I'm mm. fine if that has given people what they need. But mm. I'm a big fan of just being body autonomous, right? Mm-hmm. And, and a good example of this is like Adele, right? Adele is like heralded five years ago as being like fat queen. Oh my God, she's amazing. She's full of such body confidence. And then she loses weight and everyone in that world is like, well, what a disappointment. <laughs> Well, at disappointment, I thought she was one of us. And they were like, no, she's still it. She's still it. She chooses what she wants to do with her body because it's her body, everybody. Okay, that's why it's allowed. Like, she can do whatever the she wants to do with her body. It's completely allowed. So I'm much more on the body autonomy tip where I'm like, mm-hmm. what I do with my body is absolutely none of your business. What you do with yours, hun. It's absolutely none of my business. As mm. as long as there's consent, if you want to put your body near my body, then we're all all right, aren't we? Mm. I just think it's just the sophistication of, like, getting you to buy things, which I just think, if you just told me, look, buy this bath bomb because it will give you gratification for about 20 seconds, it smells nice, <laughs> and you might just like a hot bath, I'd be like, well, at least we're telling the truth now. Yes, you know, but this idea that somehow my relationship with my body, which is so caught up in poverty, class trauma, being the queer odd one out, feeling like 
I don't have control, the effects of an eating disorder. Like, that doesn't suddenly go away because someone's in an advert who's, like, about three pounds over the weight of an average model. Mm. That's not... That's not diverse. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And is it also that there's always something in that bath bomb advert type thing, which is laced with, you might think I hate myself, but I don't. (laughs) You know, it sort of comes from that place. And that's not necessarily progress. Oh, no, I think it's unfortunately I think we have to go through this sort of pithy homogenization of like love is love stuff to get to the actual you know land of milk and honey like to get to the place where actually you can just live your life and get through it Mm. but I guess it is that journey I think I'm always reminded of, like, previous, like, activist movements when I'm feeling frustrated by what's going on. And if we look at, like, what was happening very specifically in the UK in the 80s, we have got the nice, neat homosexuals who are doing their thing through Stonewall, who are, like, wearing suits and ties, who are saying to Tories, look, we're just like you, we're just normal people. And then you also had Outrage, who were like, we are nothing to do with you lot. We are very different people. We're queer. We have it in a different way. And yeah, we have the sort of sex that makes you scared. And I don't think either one of them was right. But without both of them, yeah. we don't sit here today with some of the privileges that mm. we, we now own, that are now available to us, that are now choices to us. So I think it does, unfortunately, what I'm saying is we sort of need body positivity. We need the sort of like pithy beige of it all but don't let my feelings affect yours mm. we, we need that sort of softness and we also need mouthy gobshites like me mm. and other people like me who are critiquing it who are asking where it's politic who's asking where it's sourced and how it's made and who else is affected because mm. i do think we need a holistic as well as a sort of easy pop version because at some point we then are able to sort of come together and play it forward for the future because none of this stuff should be about the glorification of people now it shouldn't Mm. be about the glorification of that influencer of that individual that's telling you these things these sort of modern day soothsayers these gurus who sell themselves to you on Instagram Mm. it should be about the generations that are in front of them because Mm -hmm. that is who we're changing for Mm. hopefully I, I do love that stuff. I do love it. I always get sucked in on someone who says they're like, uh, you know, someone who offers opinions. I'm like, oh, I love it. Um, God forbid, my... I have none of them. I have no opinions. <laughs> I just sit Scotty, here in my been, bedroom waiting been, for life to pass me by. We've been really short on opinions with you today. I have to say, like, I've barely, I just, I don't know where he's at. Who um, are you? <laughs> yeah. What's what do you stand on? for? <laughs> pick a lane god you know just something pick pick something lovely chat with scotty there if you missed our event with stonewall last week on sunday we'll be bringing you a special bonus chat with the one the only jesse Ware. um we chat about her new single pearls and i got loads of juicy tour teasers i'm going to use the word exclusive and we talked about lenny her mum on thursday we'll be chatting to tag warner who is the ceo of gay times get in touch stay connected on instagram at homo sapiens on facebook at homo sapiens podcast and email your comments email your questions email your agony uncles to hello at homo 
sapienspodcast.com. You won't regret it. This has been wonderful. I'm going to go and jump into my bath. Lots of bubbles. That's me. All right, listeners, lots of love. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.